Edwards Life Sciences would like to express our gratitude for all those on the front lines of responding to this fluid situation with COVID-19. We appreciate the strong leadership and dedication of healthcare providers to patients around the world, and we express our care and concern for you during this challenging time. You're listening to Rock's Heart Radio. This month, Roxana Moran celebrates the first ever passing of the ACC President's Torch from Woman to Woman. She spoke with Athena Pappas and Dipti Ichaporia on March 31st. Hello, everyone. This is Roxana Moran coming to you on Rock's Heart Radio, a fantastic podcast for all of our listeners. But today, I'm absolutely thrilled. Today's program is a very, very special interview of two incredible women in cardiology, both close, dear friends, but most importantly, leaders in our field of cardiology and setting an example of how the ceiling, the glass ceiling has been broken. And I'm just so thrilled to have with us currently the president of uh, the American College of Cardiology, but as of tomorrow, the immediate past president of the American College of Cardiology, Dr. Athena Pappas. Um, Dr. Athena Pappas is currently the Chief of Cardiology Professor of Medicine at the Alpert Medical School of Brown University and the Director of the Lifespan Cardiovascular Institute. And then my other guest, the current Vice President today, but tomorrow, the President of the American College of Cardiology, Dr. Dipti Ichaporia, who is the Eric and Sheila Sampson Endowed Chair in Cardiovascular Health. Director of Disease Management for Hogue Heart and Vascular Institute, Associate Professor at the University of California at Irvine. And of course, we're just so thrilled that tomorrow, officially on April 1, 2021, a very, very important change in from one woman president to another woman president at the American College of Cardiology Welcome to the program. Thank you for being with us. I'm going to call you guys Dipti and Athena, if that's okay. Uh, I just want this to be an informal, fantastic conversation amongst two incredibly um, accomplished women in cardiology. Hello, everyone. Hi. Thanks, Roxana. Thanks. Great to be here. Really it, is. What a, what a joy. It's so great to be here. And, and uh, I'm going to start with you, Athena. Um, this last year, uh, March 2020 to 2021, your entire presidency enveloped by the COVID-19 pandemic. I, I don't want to put that as the front and center, but it shows to me what you, what you did as a leader at ACC was um, unprecedented. And um, please tell us what was that year like and how did you approach leading 54,000 members of the American College of Cardiology and you as the president at the helm during this pandemic? How did you all, how did you do it? Well, thanks, Roxana. Um, I think for all of us, this past year was something we didn't expect. And in each turn, we kept up being so optimistic that next month it'll be different. It's only a month. It's only six months next year. So um, somebody kept moving the goalpost. But I think the reason that I felt comfortable and we as a college uh, and as a community came together is we had built such great teamwork and we had built uh, a way to do things that is 
clear about the governance and how we do it and coming together. And what was most amazing to me is it showed the resilience of everybody from the staff that had to leave the heart house in a heartbeat and work remotely um, to all of the physicians who think of it just a year ago, we were figuring it out as we were doing this. So there was this pandemic and we were trying to figure out how to do things and um, help keep the college and our members supported. Uh, you know, the, the COVID hub that was stood up, the board of governors was exchanging information. I just felt like it was because everybody came together and showed the ability of working with each other, supporting each other. We broke down barriers. We were sharing information, guidance instead of guidelines. You know, we threw the rule book out the window just to build the teams to get, get it done. So I think it was really an incredible year. Um, hard, but boy, did we learn something. I mean, honestly, I feel um, emotional just thinking about what it was like. Uh, and I was watching you as a member of the board of trustees. I had just come in. I didn't know anything. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, how's she going to do this? And uh, there you were, calm, cool, collective, brilliant, brilliant, the president of the chair of the board and really kind of leading us towards um, keeping us very much focused on the work at hand and what, what we needed to do for the college, for our members. It, you really were just exemplary. Uh, and of course, you had your vice president, Dipti, <laughs> right there next to you. The two of you must have really formed a tremendous bond. Dipti, what was it like to, to watch that uh, with Athena? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, this past year really was one of extraordinary circumstances, right? I mean, we were under intense pressure with great demands placed on us both professionally and personally, right? There were feelings of uncertainty and chaos. But I think, as Athena pointed out, we really worked well as a team. And I think that a lot of the sort of infrastructure was in place for the college to really pivot the way that we really needed to to take care of our patients, to take care of ourselves and, and the community. I mean, we really came together even as an international community. Uh, our uh, COVID hub is a good example of that, right? We were able to put the latest of what was happening in terms of research and caring for our patients and how to care for ourselves because we even had a clinician wellness piece on that, on that hub. And I think that, you know, we were able to pull, pull all of our um, colleagues from across the world for all of our webinars. And so I think it was a year that we really came together to sort of face that uncertainty and chaos together. And I think we really emerged uh, stronger, to be quite honest with you. Oh, no, I totally agree. And Athena, I think about the pivoting that needed to happen on a dime, really. You, know, you put together uh, as the leader, I mean, um, and, and led uh, we were just two weeks from the national, the, the scientific sessions in 2020. And um, you led the team and, and of course, um, were able to kind of put together probably the best possible virtual meeting and the very first one, the very first virtual meeting. And now here we are in our second year uh, kind of approaching that. What, you, what was sort of the, what, what lesson um, did you learn? I mean, I think about when I was going through, when we were watching the pandemic and watching our own leader of our country kind of flopping, I was sort of thinking about um, a very uh, important piece of 
women who were leading countries and how well they were doing, and then feeling a sense of calm every single time we spoke um, on the board and you calling meetings and really bringing us together. Um, what was that? What was that like? How did what, what lesson? What important lesson did you learn for this last year? I think I learned an awful lot of lessons as we all did, but uh, around leadership in particular, um, a lot of the skills that you've learned in different places that you were a leader, um, whether it's personally or professionally, you sort of have to pull pieces of those when new things come up. And expecting the unexpected is probably the best way to approach things. So I think not expecting that it'll be exactly the same as whatever last leadership role you had, but knowing that you will pull pieces from that you'd learned in other places and probably equally important lean on people and ask for help and bring people together um, you know having Dipti and Dick Kovac and then Kathy Gates as our interim CEO to be able to say hey what are we doing what should we do let's figure this out but knowing that you don't have to figure it out on your own I think is another lesson I learned um, but trying to be calm as you said because that's, that's your job. And when there's uncertainty, it's the leader's job to calm people, be honest, be transparent, and help move things forward. So, um, boy, I learned an awful lot, but um, I learned from others as much as anything else. Yeah, no, it was tremendous watching uh, how you were leading, um, you know, and, and I learned so much from both of you. And I would say what I took away was a sense of calm and really kind of a, taking a step back and looking at the aerial view rather than getting too granular and into the weeds. And I'm learning that uh, a lot from all of you. Uh, but I think as president, you learn something very, very different. And I'm sure as vice president, the same. Dipti, what, what, was, what were your lessons in this last year as the vice president, the first uh, the first to, to call on uh, for the president? Well, I mean, I think that we, all of the attributes that make us be cardiovascular professionals really came to the forefront. You know, I think resilience was a very important trait that we needed to have. Athena mentioned that. I think more than ever, we needed to have empathy uh, for our patients, for ourselves, uh, for all that we were going through. I think to be adaptable, right? We. Uh, cardiologists, I think, are, uh, cardiovascular professionals are very good at being adaptable. We, we embrace new things very quickly. So being adaptable, uh, so this adaptability was, I think, an important sort of trait. And then at the end, I think gratitude. I mean, a lot of gratitude for all that we have, all that we're, we were able to contribute, um, you know, to the care of our patients and to sort of help guide people through the pandemic. So I, I think those sort of qualities really came out to the forefront for me. Yeah, no, and, and I think, you know, it's incredible to watch both of you in those. Roxana, can we talk, sorry. Yeah. Something, to, well, a number of things Dipti said certainly resonated, but this, the concept of empathy and compassion and gratitude really is so important and was really clear, certainly in the last year. And something we often take for granted that it's the technical details and some skills that you learn by reading a book, but having those human qualities, particularly under pressure, is probably 80% of it. So I'm really glad she brought that up because uh, sometimes no, we forget so. that. 
I think so. And I think, you know, I certainly felt the human uh, part of both of you. And I, and I think maybe, and I hate to put sex into this uh, and say that women uh, probably pay more attention to that. I think men also are equally empathetic, but uh, women pay more attention to it and probably dig deeper a little bit on that front, which comes very much in handy in a time of crisis, I think, and, and, uh, and ability to lead and have that kind of empathy and to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And I think that's one of the things that uh, you showed us, both of you as leaders. So since we are talking about um, sex <laughs> uh, and, uh, and the fact that this is a momentous uh, time, what do you all think? Why is it that um, you know, I'm making a big deal of it, and I know both of you don't want to. And so I kind of, I, I think to me, this is so very important for women. Every woman should listen to this uh, podcast, and I'll make sure of that if I can, if it's the last thing I do, because I think it, it kind of will show that anything is possible, especially in a field like cardiology. Um, now, you both have led through the college, but also leadership positions in your institutions and other places. There are women listening. There are young girls listening and um, early career fellows who never think that they could ever have this. And because, you know, think about it, tomorrow is momentous. It's the very first time that a female president gives the, gives the reins to another female president in I mean, I don't know. It's never happened in the United States, uh, in, in our country. It's never happened in any other uh, society. And I do believe it's an incredibly important one. What, what, do you, what do you want to say to those young people listening? Let's start with you, Dipti. Well, I, do, I would say that it's really possible. You know, I think back to when I be became an FACC and came to convocation, this was a story I shared that I think is going to be, um, they wanted to, when they were interviewing me for becoming president. And I said, you know, I remember going to convocation and seeing not only the chair of board of governors, who was secretary of the college, carry the, the mace, but the president. And I remember thinking about the fact that how did that person get that job as, you know, carrying the mace? And that was my job eight years ago. And I think, you know, it's totally possible. I would have never been able to imagine that. So I think a young woman out there thinking that that's not possible, it's possible. You have to think it before you can make it happen. So I, I, I think you, um, I, you know, I would really encourage all of the women listening to really pursue their dreams because, and, I, and then I will say that I think the journey is a really amazing journey. I think, and the journey is just as important as probably more important than the destination really. Uh, and so along the way, the friends that I've made, the lessons that I've learned, um, the experiences that I've had have been really amazing. And I, you know, so I would encourage anybody that wants to do this to, to really pursue this. Wonderful. Athena, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, really good points, Dipti. Not surprising. We're, uh, <laughs> we're having mind melds often. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's about passion. And if you're passionate about something and you work hard at it and you enjoy it, then you do well and you, you can succeed and do whatever next you want to do or continue on your path. But I never thought I couldn't do something, maybe because my parents sort of encouraged me and my mother was a, a feminist leader in the 50s. 
But the issue may be that there'll be different hurdles that you'll encounter, but you can still get there. And I think the other thing that to me about the ACC in particular, it wasn't accidental because some of the changes where we said it's not going to be the old boys where somebody just calls their friend to, to pick people to do things. It has to be about competency. And it's almost like, you know, blind admissions. It has to be based on what you can do, not who you know, per se. And that intentionality and that planning and those tactics made it possible that, oh, we have to wait for another, a couple of years until another woman can be in place. It's just whoever was up and who had the competencies that year. That, to me, is phenomenal because you have to have that underpinning to be able to sort of break down those barriers. So as an individual, we can sort of, you know, buckle down and, and work on work, keep working, but the system has to change as well. You have to build a system that makes that possible and breaks down some of those barriers too. So Roxana, can I say one other thing about what sure. Athena said about the being passionate? I think that's true. I, I had a governor just ask me something about how to become president. I said, you know, I didn't really think about that. I was just so <laughs> joyous in the work that I did. And I said, and I think that when you're joyous in the things that you do, I think that joy sort of, I think people recognize that. It's the passion that Athena was saying, but I think I was saying sort of the same thing. And I would say that I was joyous doing a lot of the things that I did along the way. And I, and, and I think that that kind of may, makes the path very easy because it, it's, there's no hardship along the way. It's just fun. It's just enjoyment. It's something that gives you great joy. And your passions are contagious, I can tell you that, and, and everyone feels it, and I think that's such a great lesson. Um, love what you do, work hard at it, get your competencies, and hopefully, as the world is changing towards more equality and equity, uh, then I think there will be chances for many, many women at the helm, and, and of course, it will open many doors, uh, not just windows and not just cracked ceilings or what have you. I think I believe that we're on to something great and we're going to be better off for it. Um, you know, tomorrow is a momentous occasion. I want to congratulate both of you. But before we go, I want to I want to just kind of say uh, a couple of things. And I and I want to hear from an outgoing president. Tell us about ACC, the strategic plan pivoted around a lot of the changes that have that have been taking place over the last year, but also with the bigger picture in hand, with future in front of us. Tell us where, how you see um, ACC, and in what way are you handing it over to Dipti? And then Dipti, uh, as you think about your answer, I want you to take us to the future and what you're hoping to accomplish in this next year at ACC. So Athena. Sure, you know, I think the beauty of, again, some of the changes is that there's a strategic plan that each year we help carry out as servant leaders. And one of the things that came, money things that came to the forefront was having um, financial sustainability. The diversity, equity, inclusion, I can't, um, can't be underestimated. And we really doubled down on that for all of the reasons of the things that happened over the past year. Um, in addition to building a profession that enables and include, is inclusive of everybody. Roxana, just like all the work you've done to bring women along and make change, if, if we all work to make that change, then we're working to bring the next generation with us. So we have to, I think, as women, make sure we pay it forward. Dipti? 
Yeah. So, you know, as Athena said, the college does lay out strategic priorities. So we have a strategic plan, but each year we vote on some strategic priorities for the coming year, which we did this past August. So those will be rolled out. One of those is uh, obviously moving along our digital transformation. And, and and, And I look at it as two components, the internal system, which the college has to have in terms of the IT infrastructure. But really the piece that I'll be working on is the external piece, right? Um, the, the things that, that are the member facing, how do we, how do we look at um, the development of virtual care, remote monitoring, our artificial intelligence platforms, and how do we sort of embrace those things? Because I really think that digital transformation done right should make our lives easier, right? It should at least make, take away tasks or at the very least make things simpler for us. And I think, honestly, it may be the solution for clinician wellness and also maybe the key for achieving health equity for us. And so I think in, uh, really looking at that in detail, I think health equity has really been an aspirational goal for ACC for many years, but has not really been actualized. And I think we're really poised to create a culture of cardiovascular medicine that eliminates those disparities and ensures that equitable cardiovascular care. And so I think that as a profession, we're really prepared to embrace and move to center stage, you know, these sort of priorities. And I think that um, we need to continue, all of the structure has been laid down. And obviously we have other strategic priorities that will also need our attention. You know, we need to optimize our national cardiovascular data registry, the so-called NCDR. Um, Also really look at our clinical guidelines and, and, and move towards clinical guidance documents tools that we need to really make our day-to-day decisions. So I think there's a lot of work at hand. The work will continue. The college has the infrastructure to make things happen. We have very talented people on the board and talented people that are leading a lot of our committees and doing a lot of the work. So we have very committed volunteers as well as a a firsthand staff that will, I think, move things along. Well, I think um, this tells me how healthy ACC is, uh, progressive, completely healthy, doing extremely well, thriving with the two of you, uh, certainly. And, and as you um, go back to your normal life, Athena, what are you, what are you, what are you telling um, Dipti? What did you tell her? Did you say like, don't, what don'ts did you tell her? I know you did the do's, I don't think yet. What don'ts did you tell her? What did you tell her not to do this next year? That's more important than what you said to do. <laughs> Yeah, I think to not get caught up in the, you know, the details of the minors kerfluffles, which I think we all need to do that. And maybe that's my own personal (laughs) challenge is to not get upset about each little thing, but to think about the big picture and stay focused on the long term. And I guess it's a positive, but making sure you take time for yourself and your family. And... um, I'm sure there's more Dipti, but we'll keep, we'll keep talking all year. So oh, yeah, uh, I, I think we've got each other on speed dial anyway. Yeah, and Athena's <laughs> not going anywhere. She'll be immediate past president and on the presidential team guiding, guiding me, um, you know. So I, I think there's a whole list of things that I still need to learn from her. Well, how lucky are we as cardiologists and as members of the American College of Cardiology to have you two at the helm? Thank you for your service. Thank you for your selflessness. Thank you for your brilliance. Thank you for everything that you do. And above all, for your passion and compassion. And I think those are such incredible qualities 
that are so profoundly important in leaders and you both are professors at it, honestly. And uh, thank you for everything. And thank you for making time for me um, so that we could have you on our podcast on Rock's Heart Radio, which um, we'll make sure, hopefully it'll get to multiple channels. Uh, and thanks to CRF for making this happen. Thank you both. Thank you, Roxana. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks for your leadership, Roxana. Wow. And we begin historic moment tomorrow, April 1, 2021. Thank you. Thank you.